Let us pray. O God, we thank you for this day, this time, this place, and this opportunity to worship. And we thank you for the very gift of life and each breath we take. We thank you for these bodies of ours and all that gives them energy, health, care, and pleasure. We thank you for our spirits and all that gives us meaning, depth, and love. O God, grant that during this harvest season, we may grow ever more grateful hearts and share with all creation in your abounding goodness, grace, giving, and love. Amen. I remember listening to a sermon many years ago in which the minister decided to give a sermon right close to Thanksgiving Uh, And that Thanksgiving sermon was called simply thanks. And he took each letter of the word thanks, T-H-A-N-K-S, and then went forth for five or six minutes on each of the letters. So for T, thoughtfulness, H, helpfulness, and so on and so forth. And in preparing for this morning, I came across a story from about 50 years ago. A visiting bishop was preaching for a chapel service at Yale. And he used this same mechanism for his sermon. He took the four letters, Y-A-L-E, and held forth for ten minutes on Y for youth. Well, this didn't impress the student body. But not being daunted, he carried on for seven minutes and eight seconds on A for ambition. Well, they were beginning to pay less and less attention, but he still held forth for four minutes and ten seconds on L for loyalty. And as he was about to lose them, he shortened his last section on E for energy for just three minutes and ten seconds. When he finished, the choir filed out of the chapel, and he followed behind. And he noticed that in the very back row, there was a young man who was still down in a prayer posture. He was impressed that this young man was praying after everybody else couldn't wait to get out of the chapel. And so he waited until the young man got up, and he asked him what had moved him so much that he was uh, praying like that. And he said, "Um, I was just giving a short prayer of thanks that I don't go to the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. (laughs) Well, I promise I won't do that for Thanksgiving today even though this is our Thanksgiving service. This morning, I want you to consider, however, the gift of thanks. Have you ever thought about what a gift thanks is? When you get a gift, you're supposed to say thanks or thank you. It's a gift to the giver to say thanks to them so that they know they are appreciated. The attitude of gratitude remains incomplete until I have expressed Thanks to the giver. Now, I suspect all of us, if asked regularly, are you grateful to God, that 
most of the time, 95 to 100% of the time, we would say yes. So when you don't know how to pray, or if you're not feeling particularly close to God at a time in your life, keep the relationship open, keep the relationship going by simply saying regularly and genuinely, thanks. Thanks, God. Oftentimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, one of the first things I do is just say, thanks, God. That's a funny thing to say, maybe, but it's what I say. And if you have but one prayer to offer, thank you is as good as it gets. To say thank you, God, and to really mean it. Because life isn't necessarily holy or meaningful. But when we allow God into the experience with our openness and thankfulness, the most ordinary things can be made meaningful and holy. I suspect that many of you are very grateful people and that you do indeed see God in many of the everyday realities of life. And yet, I know that in every life, there is always room for growth in gratitude. In four short days, Thanksgiving will be here, and I'm saddened that for many in our society, the day has become lost and it has not held the meaning it once had for early people of faith. Quite frankly, Thanksgiving Day gets cluttered with more than dirty dishes, pots and pans, after we gorge ourselves on turkey, potatoes, and pie. The day is cluttered with parades, football, movies made for television, and all the sales for shopping that now are even encroaching on the day itself. Some of us have become better carvers of turkey than carving out time in our schedules for truly giving thanks. William Tooby, in his book, After Birth, Spirituality, God doesn't, he says, God doesn't want us to sit down to turkey dinner at Thanksgiving or at any meal and choke on it. But God does want us to see that it can't be dinner as usual. There are brothers and sisters of ours who are equally blessed and loved by God, who do not show signs of being blessed with health, food, justice, housing, clothing, jobs. They are God's message to us that the goods of God's creation need to be shared. They are God's invitation to us to understand that we are called to give thanks for the opportunity of having a positive influence in the world through giving. I selected our passage from Acts because it reminds us of our daily dependence on bread and therefore God. And it connects us to those in the world who don't always have enough of daily bread and no hunger instead. And this passage connects us with our pilgrim ancestors in the faith. Listen again. Just before daybreak, Paul urged all of them to take some food saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been in suspense and remaining without food, having eaten nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will help you survive, for none of you will lose a hair from your heads. And after he said this, he took bread, and giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. 
Then all of them were encouraged and took food for themselves. We were in all 276 persons in the ship. Many of you may know that our direct ancestors here at the Neighborhood Church through the United Church of Christ are the pilgrims. The pilgrims were our ancestors in the faith, and they came to the new world not for political freedom, but for religious freedom. And they came at great hardship. I read the book Mayflower in the last year, and it's a, it's a fairly long book, and I learned so much more than I thought I knew about the pilgrims. Um, but the hardship that they went through and the starts and stops that they had to get here and the persecution and the struggle and the marginalization that they had first before they ever left uh, Europe and then with their long voyage across the Atlantic to come into the harshest of conditions. Some of the sailors and crew died on that voyage. None of the hundred or so pilgrims that came died. But in their first winter, half of them died. And then they had to somehow manage and make it. And were it not for the help of the Indians, they would never have survived and made it. They took such ordinary things as the food on their tables and gave such great thanks that we can only imagine what their hearts were feeling in those first years. Surely was God and surely God was in their midst as they sat down to eat their first Thanksgiving meal with the Native Americans. You know it's easy to be thankful when things are going well in your life. And if things go well and smoothly for a long time, and it's it's then that it is especially easy to begin taking things, others, and even God for granted. In his book, In the Secret Place of the Most High, Arthur Gossett puts it this way. When I go to God, I want to thank God. First and foremost, for the kindness that remembers me, even when I forget him. And for that, we do need to be thankful. And we need to ask ourselves, do we take things for granted or with gratitude? Just the other day, I was having a conversation with someone about the other side of this, and that is being thankful in difficult and bad times when at first flush, it isn't easy to be thankful because of our pain, our sadness, hurt, or fear. But being thankful in all circumstances is what distinguishes us as people of faith. Being grateful in tragedy, pain, and yes, even death, is one of the most powerful ingredients of our faith. As I said, the pilgrims lost half of their number in that first harsh winter. But by October, they celebrated their first Thanksgiving only 11 months later. Can you imagine being part of that group and having to literally bury 50 people in the ground in a cold and strange place? And then turning around a few short months later, after that fall Thanksgiving, only to have to face another harsh winter. 
that's all we can do is imagine. I don't think any of us can truly put ourselves in that kind of a circumstance because we're so far removed from that. How many of us can thank and praise God in each and every circumstances, and especially our hardest ones? The psalmist of old knew this in a very special way. He knew God seeks to bring good out of evil, light out of darkness, and life out of death. Here are a few of the verses of our text from Psalm 30. Sing praises to the Lord, O you, his faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment and his favor for a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy so that my soul may praise you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Our lives could be an endless song of praise and thanks to God, and it would be just right. But that's not quite the way we live. Unfortunately, so many people complain about so many things. Michael and I have spoken about this because we've often found it to be the case. The people who complain the most seem to be the least generous. And the people who are the most grateful seem to be the most generous. This is no truer at any time than it is at stewardship time. As we've been doing these last weeks and as we dedicated our, our gifts to the church last Sunday with Harvest Sunday, we've been seeking to grow in all our giving with heart and hands and voices. And if you haven't had a chance to look at this display, I want to encourage you to come up after worship and take a look. There are some beautiful expressions of gratitude for the gifts you all are endowed with, the gifts you share with God's people through and with our community of faith and beyond. The great medical missionary Albert Schweitzer put it this way, The greatest thing is to give thanks for everything. The one who has learned this knows what it means to live. That person penetrated the whole mystery of life, giving thanks for everything. You see, the offering of gratitude is complete when we return the total life with which we have been entrusted to God. The gift of thanks. It is a gift to the giver to say thanks to them because they know they are appreciated. But the gift of thanks goes beyond that. It is a gift to the one doing the thanking. That's the gift of thanks, too. Because it is a gift to know that we are receiving, that we are recipients of eternal love each and every moment. At this Thanksgiving season, may you grow in the gift of thanks. And may we all affirm with the psalmist of old, 
O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Let us pray. O God, we thank you for this day, this time, this place, this opportunity to worship. And we thank you for the very gift of life and each breath we take. We thank you for these bodies of ours and all that gives them energy, health, care, and pleasure. We thank you for our spirits and all that gives us meaning, depth, and love. O God, grant that during this harvest season, we may grow ever more grateful hearts and share with all creation in your abounding goodness, grace, giving, and love. Amen.